Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had such a beautiful question come in. It was about how do I confess sin so that the sin is broken off of me? Isn't that a beautiful question? So I probably have a slightly different answer than you might be expecting. So this is something I have walked out with the Lord for probably the last 15 years. Um, I've thought about this an awful lot. In my teens and 20s, I spent a lot of time trying to get myself free from sin. And I would think back over all of the bad things I had done that day and repent and seek to do better. And that it was very, very tiring. I could say it was not fun. It was not life-giving. It sort of felt like I was always in the realm of failure land maybe and it it, yeah I would not want that for anybody honestly it's really hard and then at some point my husband and I were listening to some lectures from the book of Romans and how we actually are indeed dead to sin and the speaker made the point or he gave an analogy that we are so dead to sin when we come to the Lord that it's it's like we live in an entirely different environment. So if before we were fish, we could swim in the sea of sin and that was our natural environment and we had the gills in order to be able to breathe underwater. But then when we come to the Lord, we are so transformed that the water is no longer our native habitat. It's like Maybe we become mice or something, but something with lungs that needs to be land dwelling. And if we happen to fall into the water, that might happen, but that is not any longer the place where we're supposed to live. And I realize that um, there's the passage in Romans 7 about that which I want to do or that which I don't want to do, I do. So we can talk about that another time, but um, I just will say I recognize that there is some theology based on those few verses at the end of Romans 7, but I don't think that those are saying what most people think that they're saying. The reality is in 1 John chapter 1, John is really clear about how to get rid of sin. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he does say, if we have, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So, um, I'm not at all saying, oh, look at me, I'm sin-free. I'm just saying, to me, sin is not a major portion of my life or my thoughts. That, uh, you know, there's a saying, what you focus on is what gets maximized or larger in your life. And so when I started to focus on Jesus and righteousness everything became significantly better, (laughs) which makes sense. And so, you know, Jesus said, be therefore perfect as my heavenly father is perfect or my father in heaven is perfect. And things that are perfect are, uh, in the Hebrew mind, they are fulfilling the function that they are intended for. And I love that. You know, I think it's not some sort of world of the forms, this thing is perfect in kind of an abstract sense, but it's more saying, are you doing the thing that you're intended to do? So 
that to me is really beautiful. So the question then, what do I do to keep short accounts with the Lord? What do I do if I start to feel like I'm a little bit separated from him because of my actions? So I love this question and super practical. Here's what I do. I, I would say probably a couple of times a week. I don't know that this is every day though. If I really thought about it, I probably could pray these prayers every day, but, um, a couple of times a week, I think, boy, I am just, I feel like my joy is a little bit diminished that there's a little bit of gray, um, clouds hanging over my life. And that's not very fun. So I will say, you know, Lord, do I have permission to come to the courts of heaven? And the answer is always yes, but I feel like it's good to follow protocol and ask for permission. And then I say, what is the accuser speaking over me today? And the reality is, I don't feel like this is a question that's super hard to listen for because usually we already have a sense of how we're not measuring up. And the things that I hear, they are such a range. Some of them might be actual sins. Some of them would be more like uh, a state of mind or an emotional state, something like weariness or despair or hopelessness, exhaustion, um, distraction. And then, yeah, as I said, some of them are going to be more actual sins, uh, manipulation or something. And, and so I will speak these words out loud as they come to mind. And at the end of the string of the nasty things, then I say guilty as charged. And I plead the blood of Jesus to cover all of those sins. And then I ask judge of all the earth, how do you find me? And the answer is always not guilty. And so then I say, well, then to all of you spirits or entities that are impinging on my life to the spirit of failure or hopelessness, despair. And I'll say the names of a couple of them, but the reality is I don't ever feel like I need to recite the entire list of badness. So after I've done a couple, it's like, and all of the rest of you whose names I just said, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I send you to him. And Lord, I thank you for Colossians 2, where the beautiful passage says that you blot out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. You took it out of the way, nailing it to your cross. And, you know, in that's in the King James, so it's maybe a little bit hard to understand. But you can imagine, here is this writing of all of the bad things that we've done, all of those failures. And what Jesus did is he took it and then his blood just washes those away. It's like the, the magic eraser. And then we don't have to live under that incredible set of disgustingness any longer. So thanks be to God for that. What a gift that he has given us. And then, you know, that probably takes five minutes, maybe. Sometimes it takes a little longer because I might get distracted between the guilty as charged and I plead the blood of Jesus. So um, don't be taken aback if that happens. If somebody comes and interrupts you or you get a call right then or your mind just flips away, just come back to it when you remember and finish it off. It's not a big deal. Uh, I feel like the enemy is pretty good about distracting us in many different ways and that's one of them and it's fine. Uh, the Lord has such incredible grace for us. So... 
And then after you've done that, it's kind of like praying the prayer of protection or something. You take out the trash and then you just get to live in the presence of the Lord. And it, yeah, I love this prayer because if you're ever feeling like you have this vague sense of condemnation and you're not entirely sure where it's coming from, then you just get to ask, what is the accuser speaking over me today? What is the accuser speaking? And then there is always a solution to take care of it. Thanks be to God. He is so, so good to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.